Let's go blue. Michigan baseball, the unknown team for the Michigan Wolverines, has emerged to become a powerhouse in NCAA baseball. They will be heading to their first college baseball World Series since 1984. My name is Jake Singer, and on today's episode, we'll be going into the amazing win that the Michigan Wolverines had against the UCLA Bruins in the NCAA Baseball Tournament. So, the Michigan baseball team was 46-20 and and are now appearing in their 8th College World Series appearance, but it's their first one since 1984. It's also the first time since Indiana in 2013 that the Big Ten had a team advance to Omaha. So, college baseball has really been taken over by a lot of the schools with warmer with warmer climates and in the southern part of the country. But Michigan has proven that they in the top half of the country can play with the big boys and defeat these big big teams. Michigan just recently defeated the UCLA Bruins who were 52 and 11 and they were the seventh they were the seventh national top seed since the current format since 1999 in the college baseball world series tournament to not make it to the college world series. The last time this happened was in 2015 when the Bruins were eliminated in regional play. So to give you some perspective on how good this UCLA Bruins team was this year, they had 13 players that were just selected in last week's MLB draft. This included seven everyday players and the top two starting pitchers on the UCLA Bruins team. This was the first weekend series they lost all season long. So, just to give you a recap on Game 3 of the series against the UCLA Bruins, the pitching matchup of the game was Michigan's Tommy Henry against Nick Nestrini for the Bruins. The Wolverines struck first in the second inning behind Blake Nelson's walk with one out, and then he advanced to third base on Bullock's double and scored on a fielder's choice by Jack Blomgren. After that, the UCLA Bruins tied it in the second inning when Jake Preeze homered to left center off of Henry. I can tell you personally that when Jake Priest homered off of Tommy Henry, I freaked out. This just happened 
This very similarly in game two against UCLA when Michigan had to go to 12 innings to lose a heartbreaker after a late home run in extra innings. When Jake Priest homeward, I was very worried that this was the turning point in the game, but luckily it was not. After UCLA tied the game 1-1, one to one, they then took a 2-1 to one lead in the third when Garrett Mitchell tripled to right and then came home on Ryan Kreidler's ground out. This was especially frustrating because Michigan's Jordan Brewer, who was the Big Ten Player of the Year, had tracked the ball down and it was a pretty easy pop-up, but he had slipped over his shoes and had to try to just dive for the ball and he missed it. So the ball rolled right past him and that allowed Garrett Mitchell to get to third base on a ball that should have been caught. So this, because of this, UCLA then went up 2-1 to one, and it was just really frustrating for me to watch because I knew it was a very easy play to make out in right field. And this also wasn't the first time. In game two against UCLA Bruins, Jordan Brewer had another very similar situation where he was tracking the ball in right field and had slipped, and he had to regather his footing and then dive out to catch the ball. Luckily, it was very close to him in Game 2. Sadly, in Game 3, he was a little too far away, and he was not able to make the catch. So because of this, UCLA then went up 2-1 to one against the Wolverines, and the Wolverines started trailing and had to work from behind. Um, but in the end, it was Akeo Thomas for Michigan, who drove in the two runs with a one-out single up the middle off of Kyle Mora in the fifth inning that drove in the deciding runs. This made me so happy because Akeo Thomas, a senior of this team, a leader, had not been having the greatest tournament, but he proved that nothing could set him back, and he just really took that pitch and he drove it in right when we needed him most. We had guys on the second and third, there was two outs, and he drove in the winning ones, and he drove in the winning runs to go up 3-2, to two, and that was the final, and that was partly how we won that game. Um, and then for the Wolverines, really some key shoutouts for some players. Christian Bullock had two hits and scored two runs for Michigan in that win. The junior left fielder tripled to left center to lead off the ninth inning, which added as an insurance run when he scored off of Joe, John- Joe Donovan's sacrifice fly. So although Akeo Thomas drove in these two runs to be- make it 3-2, the final score was 4-2 due to Christian Bullock. This was really crucial because Bullock had unfortunately cost the Wolverines the win the night before when he pretty much dropped the ball at point-blank range. He was right under it, and he just could not see the ball last second. And the ball, a pop fly, dropped off the tip of his glove, which allowed the winning runs to score eventually in left field. So because of this, he was feeling really distraught. And then after that, he went to bat and he got hit. So he didn't have the greatest game too. But that just did not phase him. And he came back game three and he went in with the mentality that he had to help us win this game. And he was a key factor in this win. He was he played outfield very well. He didn't make any errors. He hit the ball very well. He scored. He just contributed it all around the field in that game three to push the Wolverines past the UCLA Bruins, which I really appreciated. And it really showed a lot of heart in him. Also, Jack Blomgren was arguably the toughest guy on the field um, in game three. He had stolen second base. And as he was stealing second base, he broke his pinky finger while sliding. But that didn't stop him from going back into the game. He walked off the field, went to the trainer in the dugout. The umpire stopped the game. He asked to get his fingers taped up, and he ran right back onto second base. And then after that next play, 
is when Akeo Thomas hit his single and he scored the go-ahead runner for the Wolverines. Just what a badass dude and what a guy just to come back and he knew that he was not leaving this game. He was going to do whatever he could to stay in this game and push the Wolverines past the UCLA Bruins and he definitely did that. And I have a lot of respect for him, a lot of props to him and thank you Jack Blomgren for really just pushing it out and allowing the Wolver- and helping the Wolverines to go past the UCLA Bruins. So that was the recap for the game against UCLA. A guy who was the MVP for Game 3 against the UCLA Bruins was Tommy Henry, the pitcher for the Wolverines. He pitched seven solid innings to propel the Wolverines to a 4-2 victory over UCLA. He, on the year, is 10-5, and... Actually, he was just selected by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the second round of last week's MLB draft. Also, if you just thought, if you don't have as much respect for him yet, he literally pitched the entire seven innings of the game while battling a virus. Because this past week, he was battling a virus for most of the week. And he was actually in the hospital a day before the game getting an IV for this virus. But that didn't stop him from pitching in this deciding game, and he definitely showed up to play. He is a left-hander, and he only allowed two runs on seven hits while striking out six batters in seven innings. You could tell he was definitely battling the sickness when he would cough between every pitch, and he did have a towel around his neck in the dugout. But that did not, again, that did not stop him from just putting on a spectacular performance. It was his second win over the this year over the Bruins and because back on March 8th he struck out 10 batters in a 7-5 victory you know he just showed that he was a badass lefty who was gonna help this team in whatever way he could win this game and he definitely did that in every single way so moving forward for the Michigan Wolverines they will be taking on Texas Tech in their first college world series baseball game This game will be held on Saturday at 2 p.m. and it will be broadcasted on ESPN. Josh Jung is a player to look out for in this game. He's a third baseman for Texas Tech and while his power numbers don't blow you away, he hit 392 in 2018 and he has followed it up with a 335 batting average this year for the Texas Tech Raiders. He was drafted number 8 for the Texas Rangers this year. Luckily, we should have Carl Kaufman on the mound to shut him down, like he's been doing to batters all season long. I'm just very excited to get back in this playing field and show these teams who think they're better than us that we're here to play and we're here to win a national championship. Personally, I'm looking at this game as kind of a payback game given Texas Tech just defeated the Wolverines in the NCAA basketball tournament earlier this April. So hopefully Michigan can pull out a win and take home the trophy. So the College World Series will be taking place, of course, at TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha, Nebraska. And this format is now different from the format when we played UCLA because we're back to double elimination from this Saturday through next Saturday. And then after that, there'll be a best of three championship series between June 24th to June 26th. So if Michigan can get there, then we'll have a best of three championship series due to the fact that, you know, players are can either play well some days, don't play well some days. So you it's not just one game and you go home. So 
don't be worried if Michigan does somehow lose to Texas Tech, which I hope they do not, but it is double elimination. For me, personally, I think Michigan has to win their first two games to have a good chance at making the championship game. If they can win their first two games against Texas Tech and then the winner of the next game, then they will push their chances and have a good opportunity because two at least two other teams will have already lost once. So very similarly to the first round when Michigan defeated Creighton and then Cincinnati, I think they need to win their first two games, and especially a team like Texas Tech, who they are a very good team because they've made it here for a reason, but they're only a number eight seed. And since we just beat the number one seed overall, I believe that number eight seed should be easier to beat. Not saying they'll be a, a uh, easy team to beat in general, but I think they're not. They won't be as tough as the UCLA Bruins on paper. So, you know, this is really exciting for Michigan fans. I hope it's exciting for you. It's really exciting for me that you know. Usually, we have a great football team, great basketball team, but now we're really getting into the baseball world. And as a per- personally, I play baseball myself, so this is very exciting for me to watch this team on ESPN, ESPN2, and follow them and learn these players and just be able to root for the Michigan Wolverines. I'm a Michigan fanatic, and I bet you guys are too. And I'm just really excited to see what we can do moving on to the College Baseball World Series. Just to conclude, the series that they just played against UCLA was spectacular. These guys fought tooth and nail for every run they scored. The pitching was great. Carl Kaufman, Tommy Henry, Jacob Weisenberg all showed up to play when we needed them most. These guys played so hard, and I'm just really proud of how they played. They showed they can handle the big boys in college baseball, and that we have all the tools that a team needs to win a college baseball World Series. They can hit, they can score runs, and they have great pitching depth. You know, these series can go three games, and Michigan showed that they have three sure starters that can go in each of the games that we can heavily rely upon to pitch seven, eight, or even nine innings, which a lot of teams do not have in high school baseball, college baseball, and even the MLB. They've had an amazing season, and I'll just be here to watch them until the end. Personally, I would love to see more from the first four batters of our lineup. The, just so you know, the first four batters in the Michigan batting lineup each have 12 home runs on the year, but they seem to kind of be non-existent during the series against UCLA. Props to the guys on the bottom half of the lineup for stepping up like a K.O. Thomas. And for other guys on our team, like Jack Blomgren as well, who really just stepped up to the plate because the top four guys, if they're on their A game, Michigan's unstoppable. You know, we just need to, you know, I'm just really happy that our team came together to ensure to punch their ticket to Omaha. But if our lineup can show up to play against Texas Tech, especially the first four guys of our lineup, this includes guys like Jordan Brewer, Jimmy Kerr, you know, these guys need to show up. And if one of them can hit a home run, one of them can spark a little bit of momentum in that game, it'll be very difficult to beat this Michigan Wolverines team. So for that, um, I just hopefully that you guys can stay tuned to this Michigan baseball team. Again, they will be on ESPN at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday against Texas Tech. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I'm very excited for this Michigan baseball team. My name is Jake Singer, and have a great day.